Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Hey, real sorry about this. we got to start with some uh, pretty big news, and it's uh, kind of upsetting. Mark Esper, in a new book, has come out. Uh, he worked for Trump and uh, said that Donald Trump asked him some inappropriate and, uh, he thinks, uh, dumb questions about military technology. And the fake news is, uh, oh, boy, oh, boy, they cannot believe the charges in this book by Mark Esper. Man, it's uh, it's bad. Uh, but first things first, who the hell is Mark Esper? Who is Mark Esper? The fake news all morning long. Mark Esper's book. In Mark Esper's book, it details troubling allegations that the president did not understand the details. Mark Esper. Mark Esper. Who is Mark Esper? Seriously, who is Mark? Do you know who Mark Esper is? No, you don't know who Mark Esper is. Uh, I don't know who Mark Esper is. Uh, I had to look it up. Oh, yeah, Mark Esper. He was Secretary of Defense for 20 minutes. Secretary of Defense for 20 minutes. And he has a new book, and guess what? Uh, he'd like a future in the swamp. He would like to work with Northrop Grumman. He'd like to work with the think tanks. And what do you do if you're a swamp member? You write a book and you trash Trump. And the so-called uh, dumb questions really weren't that dumb. You know, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody should write a book about a president once you've worked for them, you know, I mean, what do you, what do you, whether you call it executive privilege or I don't know, loyalty, if not to Trump, to the country, you know, I happen to know that President Clinton asked a lot of dumb questions when it came to military stuff. You know, Bill was a little bit indecisive. Wait, I, I can usually do a Bill Clinton voice. Hold on. <clears throat> Are you mean to tell me I can't turn those missiles around after they've been fired? It's a little bit. I would be better if my voice were normal. But he did not understand that once you fire a cruise missile, you could not know. You could not make it turn around. He's like, all right, I, I want to send the missiles, but I, 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 we'll make up our mind in 20 minutes. No, sir, it's too late. you got to know now. When you press the button, that's it. Oh, that puts a new paint job on it, as we say in Arkansas. So I actually know that. I don't think it was in a book. It was. Uh, it was leaked. People shouldn't leak these things. Bill Clinton wasn't a military man. He didn't spend his time in the military. And I can understand somebody. You mean we don't have a self-destruct button in the cruise missile? They've got one in Mission Impossible. They don't want. They don't have one here? Okay. Um, so Donald Trump, thinking out loud, when all those protesters were outside the White House, saying, like, can't we just shoot him in the leg or something? Well, what the hell? I mean, he's just thinking out loud. At one point, it looked like the White House might be overrun. January 6th. They didn't shoot anybody in the leg. They shot Ashley Babbitt in the neck. And nobody has a problem with that. So Mark Esper, who's a real slime in my book, uh, and a nobody, has written a book. He'll be somebody for not even 15 minutes, for 15 seconds, former Secretary of Defense uh, for Donald Trump. And the worst thing he can say is that Donald Trump, for a moment, wondered aloud, can we shoot them in the leg? Well, what does that say, actually? It says he didn't want to kill anybody. You know, can we stop them? You're the expert, Mark Esper. Give him all the details. No, but you and so many in the swamp, you're not good. You're just not good. You're not good at people. And they are, it's kind of amazing. And fortunately, I don't have this. Sometimes I wish I did have it, but I don't have it. 
deference to the boss. I'm respectful, always, courtesy or whatever. But I have this theory that America went to war in Iraq because certain people who knew better wouldn't speak up in meetings. They wouldn't say what they knew. They wouldn't question. And I just, I'm never going to be that guy. Now, I'm probably never going to be that guy, literally. It's not going to come down to whether or not I raise an objection, whether or not we go to war. Uh, But you never know. And you got to keep that muscle sharp. You got to keep it ready. At the moment of truth, if you've been a yes man all your life, and then all of a sudden it's really important, and you're... The answer is no. If you're not if you're not practiced, you're going to say yes when the answer is no. This is how the damn space shuttle blew up. Remember that? Hey, by the way, not only in 1986, but this second one in 2003, two space shuttles, people knew better, yet it happened anyway. And so much of it was about not pissing off the boss. Well, you know what? How about pissing yourself off for the rest of your life with a guilty conscience, huh? Sometimes the boss has got to be set straight. All right. Makes sense? I hope so. The the other thing is, pardon me, Dr. Roz is running for the United States Senate. By now you know I love Dr. Roz. And there's a great big rally tonight in uh, Pennsylvania. The president will be there. I think it's going to be great. Uh, But Mike Pompeo. Who's Mike Pompeo? Now, Mike Pompeo is a bit more recognizable than Mike Esper, Mark Esper. Mike Pompeo was the Secretary of State, Director of Central Intelligence. He's also, you know, these guys all have friends, and it's all about that stuff. Mike Pompeo came out today. He has grave concerns about Dr. Raz being a uh, Turkish citizen. Uh, I don't have those concerns, actually. Dual citizenship is a thing. I almost got it with Ireland. I was on my way into the passport office. I missed the deadline. Back in the uh, early 90s, they had a cutoff, and you can get dual citizenship. I, I wanted to get it, but I didn't get it. Why not? Doesn't mean you're less loyal to America. It does not. And by the way, Dr. Oz has a mother with Alzheimer's in Turkey. There's a slightly complex family situation over there. His uh, sister, I believe, is uh, has emotional issues. She's in Turkey. For a number of reasons, they got to keep her away from the mother, and he has to retain his Turkish citizenship to handle those affairs from time to time in Turkey. That's good enough for me. It's actually amazing. And you know what? Everybody's got something. Did you know Dr. Oz had a, had a, had a sister with serious learning disabilities and, and emotional issues? Everybody knows somebody or has somebody. Everybody's got issues. I did not know that about Dr. Ross until fairly recently, actually. You know, um, you look at the guy, and he's a prince, right? He's got it all going on. Nope, like everybody else. He's got things he's got to deal with in life. And they're trying to make this turkey thing. Hey, what's wrong with being from Turkey, by the way? Think about that. I keep hearing, oh, McCormick is going to spend a lot of money making an issue out of Turkey. Well, what are you going to do about that? Are we supposed to be shocked by the country Turkey? No, what they're trying to do is... Play on latent bigotry and prejudice. And some of these folks, by the way, in the McCormick camp, I don't know how latent their bigotry is. Just seems to be right out in the open, actually. Suspicious of Turkey. Why? Do you know 
for 15 years, Turkey let us fly American airplanes over northern Iraq in Operation Northern Watch. You know, <laughs> um, when we invaded Iraq, and by the way, you know how I feel about the Iraq invasion, but half the damn invasion came from the north, from Turkey. Turkey is a close ally. Now, what they want, though, what they want, you folks in Pennsylvania, just to be suspicious. Well, Turkey, we don't know about Turkey, right? It's all over there somewhere. Hmm, I'm suspicious. It's a fine place. Yes, it's not America. And there's a reason why Dr. Oz lives here. He was born here. His parents came here from Turkey. Because America is a better country. And he's the ultimate American success story. You know, other people have gone through this. Jews, when they've run for office, some of them have served in the Israeli military. Yes. Dual citizenship. Also, um, well, of course, the Irish, (laughs) Catholics, you know, JFK. Yeah, he became president, but it was narrow. And he almost lost the nomination because of uh, anti-Catholic bigotry. Uh, You know, people can practice whatever religion, however they want it. Just... This is America, all right? Everybody's welcome. And I think that those attacks against Oz are hideous, absolutely hideous. We all know him. He's been around for, what, 20 years? And now they're going to tell us we can't trust him? Now? Are you kidding me? And by the way, just one more time, some other people, well, I don't care so much about Turkey, but he's friends with Oprah. Well, so is Trump. Trump said the day he declared that he would run on a ticket with Oprah. Oprah would be great. Is it supposed to be? I like Oprah. What's the problem with Oprah? Mr. President, you're right. There is no problem with Oprah. Sure, she's a lefty lunatic and we don't agree with her politically, but otherwise, she's okay. Everybody's okay. All right. Fair? Fair. Except, you know who's not okay? He's got a big problem. Upstairs. Maybe downstairs, too. I don't know. Uh, This guy who made a solemn pledge, Joe Biden. Can you imagine a guy who looked at America and said this and didn't lift a damn finger to follow through on it? This ring a bell? Cut 35. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people. Uniting our nation. His whole soul is in this. Uniting this country. Bringing us together. Wow. And what did he call us the other day? People who believe in make America great again. MAGA. Extremists. The worst extremists this country has seen in this nation's history. How about trying to understand us? You got a problem with us? I guess you do. You got a problem with strong borders. You got a problem in not getting involved in wars we shouldn't be involved in. You got a problem with not losing wars. You got a problem with protecting life. You got a problem with having kids learn about math and science and English and not gender, right? These are the things. This is a little bit about what MAG is all about. Hmm. Cut 36, please. It gets worse. We can see each other, not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting, and lower the temperature. His whole soul was in this, remember? 
And fast forward, well, actually fast forward a week or fast forward to last week or two days ago, Joe Biden cut 37. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. Um, I'm sorry, but there are communists who've been in America as a force. The freaking Nazi party existed in America. How dare he? And he says his whole soul is in it. I'm sorry, but I'm actually convinced now he has no soul. Be right back. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, you know who's done with her job, finally, is uh, Jen Saki, the one with the red hair, who lied a lot. Uh, just terrible at it. Terrible at it. I mean, wasn't even a good liar. Jen Saki uh, leaving. And is it official today? She's replaced by Corrine Jean-Pierre. And uh, who is she? Well, um, she's a gay black woman. Just ask her. That's the first thing she'll tell you about. All right. Gay black woman. Immigrant too. immigrant, immigrant, great gay black immigrant woman. Uh, now, I wouldn't care. I would just say hmm, this seems like a nice person if I met her. But no, gay black immigrant woman. Right. Just like just like me. Right. I just go around saying I am a white, uh, straight, uh, born in America uh, male. Is that how is that is that my identity? I think I'm a lot more than that, actually. I think I'm other things. I think those things are kind of apparent when you look at me. Do I have to say it all the time? She says it all the time. She's a very strange person. So why do I say she's strange? Well, well, okay. First of all, it's the uh it's the talking about being gay, it's the talking about being an immigrant, it's the talking about being black. I would find I find it just as strange if and you would too by the way if I talked all the time about being white about being heterosexual about being uh what else am I uh, born in Long Island I mean it'd get boring after a while I just I don't think it's worthy of conversation and again most people can make that assessment pretty quick right there is such a thing as gaydar let's face it you know what gaydar is it's the gay radar and you just have an, you know, and, and, I mean, you, people can tell. Although, quite frankly, uh, it is harder to tell with women. Uh, but here we go. Let's see. She has a, a big chip on her shoulder because she worked in the Obama White House in some undisclosed capacity. And she says she claims she got kicked out by Donald Trump because she's black and gay and an immigrant. Right. Those are big things. Big strikes against her, according to her. So she had some phony baloney book she wrote a few years ago uh, with her picture on the cover. And uh, here she goes. Uh, this is Corrine Jean-Pierre. She wrote a book called, uh, is it the Move On book? I think she was like the head of PR for MoveOn.org. That's right. So she makes this fancy video of herself, hires a camera crew of her walking around Washington, D.C., saying stuff. Listen to this. This is the new White House press secretary, by the way. Uh, Cut 52, Corrine Jean-Pierre. When I walk around this place, it still gives me chills. It feels like just yesterday, 
when it was packed with more than a million Americans hopeful about our future. The doors to the halls of power were beginning to open up. People like me walked through and for the first time felt like we belonged. The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman. Donald Trump doesn't know who you are, by the way. Okay. And just uh, uh, hates everything. So I played this last night on the Newsmax show. And then I, I thought, you know what? I know I've seen Donald Trump with a lot of gay people, with a lot of black people, actually, with a lot of gay black people. And I showed a bunch of pictures of Donald Trump with gay black people from all over the world. Gay people, black people, gay black people, white people, women, men, all of doesn't hate anybody. Hey, by the way, this is New York, all right? We're kind of, you know, we're we're we're, we're kind of like we're sophisticated here, right? Kind of a little bit, right? If you're going to turn up your nose at every gay person or what what what, what the hell kind of life are you going to lead? What kind of person are you going to be? That's not how we roll. So I showed a picture of him with Martina Navratilova. I showed a picture of him with uh um Andre Leontali, the great the late, great Andre Leon Talley. Liz Smith, by the way, happens to be lesbian. Who cares? But just so you know, Corrine Jean-Pierre, we're going to be evaluating you on uh, your candor, uh, whether or not you are delivering us uh, the truth. And so far, you're not, by the way. Not that good at the job. I've noticed that she's, uh, you know, there, there's just something a little bit off about her. And somebody who looks at the world through that prism, I don't know. I think they're too busy thinking about being a woman, thinking about being gay, thinking about being all those things to rat, to do the job. Got a job in front of you. Any, it doesn't matter your gender, your orientation. But if you want to talk about it all day and be swept away by it, well, it's going to take you away from what you really should be doing. Make sense? I think so. One other thing, uh, tonight is the night uh, Dr. Oz is in uh, Pennsylvania with the president. And I just want to say one more time, he did a great job in that debate. He, he was clearly the front runner, large and in charge, confident, and they were all going at him and it didn't work. Cut 53. Desperate Dave, dishonest again, once again. <laughs> President Trump endorsed me because he knew that these ads were as vicious towards me and untrue as they were against him, because they're delivered by insiders who are scared of what we represent, which is telling the truth and pushing back hard. Uh, Desperate Dave, dishonest Dave. I like, you know, I just I'm so impressed with somebody who can go from the operating room to the TV studio and now politics and like kind of kick ass in all three. It's very rare. Oops, I got a message on uh, this weekend's. Pu- no, nothing. Oh, the Supreme Court, by the way, they're setting up a great big fence around it. Why? Well, because of all the wacko left wing people who are upset about the draft ruling, right? <laughs> Not according to the fake news. It's all the white supremacists out there that the Supreme Court should be afraid of. I'm not kidding. You got to hear this when I come back, uh, which will be in two minutes. Four. Ooh, I can do a lot in four minutes. All right. I'll be four minutes.
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Yeah, one more thing, Pennsylvania. Turkey is an important strategic ally of America, all right? And for Mike Pompeo to raise questions about somebody of Turkish descent and his viability for public office, that's going to be a problem, Mike. Should you be Secretary of State again? Or I know you want to be president, and I don't think that's, by the way, going to happen uh, for a number of reasons. Um, Hey, by the way, what's up with losing 100 pounds? Who the hell loses 100 pounds when they're 60 years old? Seriously. How do you do that? Uh, Diet and exercise? Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Um, 100 pounds. Hmm. Uh, All right. So you know about the Roe v. Wade thing. I'm kind of sick of it myself. But I do urge everybody to read that opinion. Download it. What the hell? Uh, you'll know more than the fake news. They're yelling and screaming. They haven't taken the damn time to read it, and you read it, and you're like, this Sam Alito is pretty smart. You know, this makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. And, yeah, the 14th Amendment, which is the due process clause, and for reasons I don't fully understand, uh, (laughs) there's – all right, here's what it enumerates. There are rights that are expressly stated in the Constitution. And then there are rights that are not expressly stated in the Constitution, but we still have them. Like the right to use a telephone, I guess, right? And that just comes to mind, all right? It doesn't say so, but uh, but we have uh, telephones. And talking to people is part of our history. But there are things that are not part of our history. So you can have a right that's not in the Constitution, like a telephone. And under the 14th Amendment, they say, look, things that are part of our tradition, things that are part of our history, if we have that, then there's an argument for it to be enshrined as a right, a constitutional right, without actually amending the Constitution. And that's where abortion comes up, because abortion has never been and will never be part of our tradition or part of our history. It's been illegal for centuries in one way, shape, or form. It was illegal almost everywhere in 1973. And then presto changeo overnight, it's legal. And everyone also is overlooking in that document, in the draft opinion, it says the matter is best left, not with the Supreme Court, but with the people and their elected representatives. They'll hash it out. I, that sounds good to me, right? I don't want these nine guys in robes figuring it out. I want, uh, who the hell is my state senator, by the way? Who's your state senator? Does anybody know? Boy, those people have really fallen off the map. I have absolutely no idea who my state senator is. Who's my assemblyman? Yikes. Who represents me in Congress for that matter? I think it's I think it's Carolyn Maloney, but I'm not sure. Do you guys know off the top of your head? Uh, all right. We'll get back to that. Meanwhile, they're setting up security all over the Supreme Court. Why? Why? Because uh, all the weirdos have showed up, right? All these uh, 
pro-abortion people who are beside themselves, like Elizabeth Warren. I saw her really have an emotional meltdown. As most as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "This place needs a lot of security." Well, they set it up, big fences. Well, guess what? The media is saying that security is needed, not for the far left, and the far left is un—they're—they're—they're they're, they're just totally—they're out of control over this stuff. No, for the right, you got to worry about the right. Oh, those right-wing fanatics are going to come here and try to blow up the Supreme Court. Are you kidding me? This happened on CNN just a little while ago, just before I came in here. Listen to the anchor. Listen to the reporter. Listen to how you said it. These fences are about the right wing. I The right, the right by the way, pro-abortion people, they're the ones upset. The ones who are against abortion, we're feeling like, hey, this is really going to happen. That's good. We like what the Supreme Court did. Listen to this. Officials are preparing for potential violence in the Capitol and nationwide after the leak of that Supreme Court draft opinion that would strike down Roe v. Wade after 50 years. Capitol Police are warning the far right is calling for violence against a religious group planning to rally for abortion rights. Whitney Wilde is live outside the Supreme Court. Listen, seeing fences go up there, uh, it's sort of like post January 6. What are you seeing and, and what specific? Intelligence is warring if it, police officials. Yeah, stop. Did you hear the part where he said the right wing, the right, in January 6th? Oh, those Trumpers. Those Trumpers are going to turn out. It's the opposite of what's happening. They're hyping this. They're distorting it on purpose. And it's almost like they're willing a riot, right? Now this, uh, this reporter shows up, Wendy somebody, Wendy Wild, Whitney Wild. She looks like she's 10. And let's listen to her report, please. Police officials. Well, at this point, law enforcement sources, several of them tell us that they are closely monitoring social media chatter uh, that suggests that there's a potential for violence against abortion clinic providers, abortion clinic staff, members of the judiciary. That would include the justices here, uh, as well as members of the federal government. And what we know after January 6th and what law enforcement knows across the country is that social media chatter can manifest into actual violence. Sometimes people really do say what they're going to do. Uh, Law enforcement acutely aware of that possibility and federal law enforcement officials held a call with about 150 participants all across the country to warn them about uh, protests that resulted in confrontations about the possibility of future demonstrations as well as for the potential for violence. Uh, So that's what's going on across the country. Here in Washington, there is physical proof that law enforcement officials and officials, uh, congressional officials, Supreme Court officials here are concerned about the potential that protests could erupt. Just take a look at this fence behind me. I'm about five, six. This fence is a couple feet higher than me. You've seen this fence many times. It is the same fence that went up around the Capitol following January 6th. January 6th. This kind of approach has become somewhat of muscle memory here in Washington following the riot. Uh, Also down the street, you see a concrete barrier also going up over the last couple of days. Jim, the bottom line here is that while these protests, for the most part, have been, uh, you know, here in Washington at least, have been peaceful, there have been a couple confrontations, but no physical eruptions, uh, no real uh, serious acts of violence here because police were able to intervene. They're very concerned about it. MPD keeping some of those uh, police resources, at least through Sunday. Back to you. Whitney Wilde with the latest course. Whitney, thank you. Uh, Thanks for nothing. Uh, Wow, they all sound a little bit crestfallen that there hasn't been more in the way of strife. Yeah, just like January 6th. Muscle memory. Putting up a fence. Muscle memory. Um, 
They left out the part where radical left-wing lunatics are showing up at Sam Alito's house, the justice who wrote the opinion, that other left-wing groups are doxing justices of the Supreme Court, conservative justices. What does that mean, doxing? Putting their personal, sensitive information online for everybody to see. Phone numbers, addresses, that kind of thing. Just everybody can see it. Everybody can look it up. That's uh, that's a pro- that's dangerous. But we can pretend that this is all coming from the right, right? Joanne is calling from Bayside. Yes, Joanne, how are you? Joanne, I can't hear you. You're talking to somebody else. Hello? Yeah, you might hear me. Joanne from Queens. Yes, I hear you right now. Damn it. Are you on? Hello? She doesn't realize she's on delay. Hang up on her. I'm so annoyed. How can she do that? Pete from Bergen County. Hello? Hi, Greg. We Last weekend, I went Sell down. down. Last week, I went oh. down to Austin, Texas to see George Strait. And uh, we had some time to kill, so we toured the Capitol. And as we were touring the cap, as we were walking up to the Capitol, there was a, a rally, no. and it was a Black Votes Matter rally. Calm down. Rally. Do me a favor. Wait. You went where to see who? We went to Austin, Texas, to see George Strait. Okay. Why? And um, you went all the way down there to see live music. Yeah, yeah. George Strait. He's really great. Mm. And Willie Nelson was with him. Uh, yeah, so and the Capitol. You went. We, I got in a plane the to see these guys. <laughs> no, I just. Uh, I not. I hate live music. To be honest, I, you got to stand up the whole time, and uh, it's not as good as the original. I prefer the. You know, I prefer anyway. Keep going. What happened? Well, then we went, we had some time to kill, so we we toured the Capitol building, and uh, as we were approaching the building, there was a Black Vote Matters rally. So um, there was about twelve people there, and. Uh, there was the lady who had the bullhorn was a white girl, college girl, and she was getting everybody rallied up. And they had a lot of press there. Wait, there were twelve people, you say, at this thing? Yeah, yeah, about twelve people. All right, then what happened? And then they had a, and then they had a, a white girl, a college girl, I, I would say, and she had a bullhorn, and she was trying to rally the people up a little bit, you know, get them a little bit nuts. Yes. Yeah, so, and, had, and then they what? Had, they had a lot of press there, and. Uh, and I, I wanted to talk with the with the with the rally people a little bit after the rally, but my wife said, "Oh, don't cause any trouble. Just just let's get keep going." To catch our That's Uber. not an interesting story. But listen, Greg, we went down to the to the. Catch I can't our imagine Uber. I could calling up a radio station to share this story. Uh, what did something? Was there a riot? Did something happen? Did something? What helped? But what was interesting? Yeah, here had, we go. Uh, finally. Their, they had their their RV. They had, the Black Lives Black Vote Matters had a um, had a RV brand spanking new with their logo all over it. So I just thought to myself, they have a, They must have gotten this from the state, and they got it. They, and the, these people must must uh, went to the state and said, "Oh, we want to rally the Black Vote." So they probably gave them money, and uh, and that's it. You called me up to. You're guessing all this stuff. You don't know that. You saw a big. Really happened. I, no, you're guessing all the stuff about who gave them the RV. You're guessing. You just said. You figure they, they called. They probably did this. But you don't know if that money came from. You don't know where it came from. Anybody can buy an RV. Put a sticker yeah, but, on the side. 
Yeah, with the, with their logo and everything on the side, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, how was the concert? It was good. And what listen, is George Strait you... sing anyway? What is George Strait? I mean, I know the name, but I can't place any song. Um, Arizona. Still can't place it. All right. Well, anyway, let me just tell you one quick story. Oh, God, no, that was enough. Pete, I appreciate it very much. Sergio's next. Sergio's in Middletown. What's up? Hey, what's up? How you doing, Greg? Good. Hey, listen, I just, uh, you know, with everything that's going on, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous that Saki and the White House is not condemning the actions of these uh, quote-unquote protesters. I mean, listen, I'm all for it. I don't think that you can be, like, one foot in, one foot out with, with abortion. I'm pro-life. I mean, I'm pro-choice. I think that a woman has that, that you know, the obligation to make that choice on her own with, you know, obviously with, with talking to her family and, you know, because you don't, you don't know the situation. All right, I get way. it. You're pro-choice, but what's the next part? But the other part is, like, how is the White House uh, okay with, with the leak and how are they okay with, with – you know, people going to people's houses, and imagine somebody going to Saki's house, or or one of these Democrat coons, or one of these wacko Democrats, and 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 protesting out front, and yelling and screaming. And you're damn right. You're Democrats. totally right. There would be total outrage. It'd be twenty four seven on CNN and MSNBC if conservatives were hassling liberals like this. But uh, Joe Biden and the White House, they are owned by the political far left. AOC, Ilan Omar, they are more powerful, have more influence, more prestige, more status in that party than Joe Biden does. So they have to take their cues from those people. And right now, those people, they're not horrified by the leak. They're, 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 they're gratified. They love it. And this gives them an opportunity. And they know it. And That's quite right. frankly, Joe Biden was looking for an opportunity like this. Sergio, great point. Thank you very much. Uh, let me just try, uh, uh, Joanne, she's calling from Bayside. Yes. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Greg. I want to hear you talk about 2000 mules. What's up with not talking about it? It's- what the hell are you talking about? Not talking about it. I've been talking about it like crazy. I tweeted about it yesterday. I tweeted about it this morning. Uh, 2000 mules is by Dinesh D'Souza. It is, it looks like to me an amazing film about, uh, all the election problems. I think he focuses on Georgia uh, I've only seen the trailer so far. I've been in touch with Tanesh D'Souza. The movie comes out officially tomorrow. As a matter of fact, why don't we get the uh, the 10,000, 2,000 mules uh, trailer, okay? It's not going to sound as impressive as it looks because there's usually not too much in the way of... Uh, it's more spooky music and stuff like that and visuals, so it's not going to sound all that on the radio. But, look, I can't wait to see it. Uh, I played the trailer on... Uh, the Newsmax show at one point, it was a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, I'm on pins and needles, but look, I can only talk about a movie so much before I've seen it, you know? You know what I mean? Show. I watch you every night. You what? I watch your show every night on Newsmax. Why not get Dinesh to come on and talk about it? Yeah, I'd love to get him to come on to talk about it. We'll see if that happens. But in the meantime... Uh, You're our voice. You're our voice. Hey, I'm I'm screaming my head off uh, every I'm night. I'm with you, honey. I know this election was was rigged, and this movie just is indisputable evidence. Okay. Well, have so you we... seen it yet? No. All right. <laughs> we gotta be careful there. All right. I'm going to. I know. I, don't I know. Lie. No, I'm going. I hear to, you. Though. I hear you. But look here. Let me just see what I tweeted about this thing. And I know Twitter is just Twitter. But uh, hold on. Let me see. I, I said something like, "Oh shoot!" I really do like Dinesh D'Souza. He's an amazing guy. He was the president of King's College, by the way. Remember that, that college? It was actually in the Empire State Building for a long time, a college 
there. Oh, give me one second. Shoot, 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 shoot. Here we go. Uh, the 2000 Mules movie. We want to see it. We have a duty to see it. Thank you, Dinesh D'Souza. And I have a link to the trailer. Now, um, there is some pushback. You know, big tech, they don't like the movie, of course. So we're going to have to put up with that crap. But uh, I'm with you. I want to see it. Uh, the Dinesh thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to have anything on it tonight. Uh, but look, I'm just telling you where my head is and where my heart is. You got it, Joanne? No, I want to thank you. Majewski won in Ohio, and you had him on the other night. I'm so proud. He won his primary. I'm so happy for that guy. I I hope. No, I I love him. Yeah, he's amazing. Thank you, Joanne. Yeah, bye bye. Bye bye. This guy, J.R. Majewski, he's uh, just a regular guy who decided to run for uh, Congress because, well, he's expert in nuclear security, loves Trump. And uh, he's also a very good artist. Now, let's say one more. John Dickman. What's up, John? He's in Connecticut. Very few callers give their last name. Hi. Yes, how are you, Greg? Good. Greg, listen. You've got to stop interrupting callers. Hey, that's a great you point, know? John. And as you raise that, I realize we do have to go to commercial break. I will be right back. If you care to hold on, I may or may not come back to you. All right. Be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hmm. Uh, Joanne mentioned the 2000 Mules movie. It's about all kinds of election shenanigans in Georgia. The worst guy in the world, as far as the election 2020 routine was, uh, well, there are a couple, but one of the worst, Raffensperger, Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, this real goober, quite frankly, in Georgia, um, Republican, but I'm sorry, a real uh, babe in the woods does not understand the real world at all. And in the middle of COVID, made a knee-jerk, uninformed decision to send everybody in the state a ballot. Sounds great. It's the wrong move. You can't possibly have a fair election when you send out that many. And they just did it basically overnight. You got to set up those those systems way, way, way in advance. But anyway, the uh, we have the trailer already. So this is Dinesh D'Souza's new movie. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, find Dinesh D'Souza online. I'll look for his website while we listen to this thing. It's the trailer for um, the movie called 2,000 Mules. Go ahead. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong, and they have little pieces, and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question, and I I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold. Accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. 
We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at 1 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. Wow. 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 You can almost always tell a movie whether it's going to be good or not by the trailer. And that was awesome. Dinesh D'Souza. Congratulations, 2,000 mules. Now, how the hell are we going to see it? Let me go to his site here. It's uh, This is the tough part. You know, they're not playing it at the mall. <laughs> well, we don't go to the movies anymore, do we, right? Uh, you can go to his, jeez, uh, it does. It gets very, very tricky. Now, this were a liberal movie, it'd be easy as anything. All right, so how do I do this? Uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, um, Dinesh, oh, sorry about this, folks. Hey, let me, while I'm doing this, uh, let me see what Bill wants. Bill's in Lafayette, New Jersey. What's up, Bill? Hello, Greg. Hi. You know, after the uh, nomination uh, of this woman, now Speaker of the House, I am pretty convinced, although I may be wrong, that um, the left liberal Democrats want to do nothing more but to put people in the White House and watch the White House in positions like this just to provoke the hell out of any Trump hater, Trump supporter, I'm sorry, that um, believes in marriage between a man and a woman, has kids, go to, goes to church or goes to temple, and they want to just disrupt the normalcy of America. And they won't be happy until they have a pygmy in the White House, a female pygmy what do you in the mean, White House. What do you, wait, hold on. What do you mean by pygmy? What do you, what's a pygmy? In your... A pygmy is a, a, an Australian um, aborigine. I don't like where you're going with this, Bill. All right, I got to go. Uh, look, 2,000 Mules, go to Dinesh D'Souza's website. You can go to 2,000mules.com, 2,000mules, M-U-L-E-S.com, and um, it will get you in the right direction for seeing this movie. Um, you can watch it online. Ah, you can pre-order the DVD. Who has a DVD player, right? Nobody. Anyway, 
This movie must be seen. You may have to jump through a hoop or two. I'll be right back. Latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Hey, heads up. Sunday. Activists plan Mother's Day protests at churches across the country. Yeah, this happened a couple of years ago. Remember, at St. Patrick's, actually, a bunch of crazy people ran in and started running up and down the aisles screaming. Um, Pardon me. We could see a lot more of that. And it looks like they're calling for it to happen on Saturday. Of course, what is CNN doing? Warning people about right-wing extremists. Right-wing extremists. Yeah, that's the that's what we got to worry about. Right-wing extremists. Oh, by the way, you know Joe Biden looks very, very weak, and he's sensitive to being called weak. So you got to watch out when you got a president who's weak, because what do they want to be? Tough. They want to seem tough, and they want to seem strong. So. You know, they got all these battleships and they got this big military and they, they every now and then they want to do something with it. We got all this stuff. Let's do something with it. Well, it looks like we went a little bit too far in Ukraine in my book. And we helped the Ukrainians sink a huge Russian battleship called the Moscow or the Muskov or something like that. We sank a Russian ship. Now, the Ukrainians did it, but clearly we helped. It's a big story. New York Times has it. Everybody has it. And the American military is saying, well, we gave them intelligence, but not specific targeting data, and we did not know if they blew up this ship. We did not help them blow up this ship. Well, that's code for we helped them blow up the ship. I just don't think it's a very good idea to be picking fights with a uh, country like Russia and all their nuclear weapons. I don't. And you know what? A ship sinking, that's that's a really big deal, especially a flagship like this one, apparently, the Moskva. It's a big ship they're proud of, and now they lost it. And you think of all those Russian sailors, you know. I, look, all kinds of people have died in this conflict, and it's horrible. Children, women, Ukrainians, Russians, all kinds of horrible things have happened. But this one's going to hit Russia hard at home. You know, all those young men in the boiler room. Hey, what ship do we remember from Pearl Harbor? The Arizona, right? We still remember that. It still bothers us. We still got a memorial for it. This thing, we should not, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Joe Biden should stay the hell out of it. I think they put this out there because a couple of things. They wanted to change the subject. Number two, they want to make Joe look like a tough guy. No, he's not a tough guy. We know that. Keep your eye on that. Keep your eye on the churches this weekend. You don't have to worry about, you got to worry about, Left-wing extremism. Why does the why does CNN have a problem with that? Now, look, there's a very silly, goofy show on Channel 7 called The View. We've all seen it or clips of it at one point or another. I actually haven't sat down and watched an episode of that show. I mean, really watched it, I think, since 1997. That's when Barbara Walters hosted it. And Debbie was on it and somebody else. And uh, anyway... I don't know who these people are, with the exception of Joy Behar. Oh, and Whoopi's back. Now, I know they're left-wing lunatics, but, all right, once again, I kind of like Whoopi. And I'll tell you why, because I ran into her once at the Godfather uh, double feature 
part one, part two, at Radio City Music Hall. It was about five years ago. It was such an awesome, awesome occasion. Uh, the entire cast from The Godfather was there, and they showed both movies back-to-back, and Whoopi was there. Yeah, we disagree about politics, but I like her. Anyway, I generally avoid the goofy, ridiculous things they stay, say on this show, but sometimes it gets so goofy, I can't resist. So one of the no-names they have on the show is Sunny. Sunny, what's her last name? Sunny Hostess. And she is... Uh, Used to be a lawyer. She knows nothing about what the hell she's doing. And her shtick is, and actually it's not much of a shtick, I think it's her natural state of being, is basically resenting anybody they bring on the show who's not her. (laughs) She just kind of resents it. She rolls her eyes. She can't stand any of the guests. And she really hates this woman who comes on. She's a black Republican woman. And Sonny just can't stand her being there. And it went something like this. Let's go. Chris Cuomo, I know, okay, but I, I know this may be a novel point, uh, a novel idea for somebody who's, you know, a supporter of Trump. But there are people who are capable of being related and not having ethical interests. There's many things that I don't stand by that Trump mm-hmm. did. Trump has done things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. Mm-hmm. But I do say that I have many conservative values that I will talk to you about. And so if you look at your network you that you're standing behind, yes, and when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris Cuomo. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. You feel oh, like it's an oxymoron. I do. Why? Your friend right here is a Republican. We had She's this conversation. Tell, tell many times. You do. And you say you feel like it's an oxymoron that you're Catholic, but you also are pro life. I, I don't understand either. No, you, you don't understand yourself then. You have, you have disagreements. I understand myself. Can, I don't understand I, either of this, But it's not a personal conversation. Yeah. We're going, I don't, like, we're, I we're don't. having a personal conversation about, about CNN I, I don't and how black things can get leads. And I don't understand Latino Republicans. Well, here's what I Today, this is not about me and it's not about you. It's about celebrating Corinne Jean Pierre. And I think we should. And we can agree on that. Uh, yeah, so they pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to produce that TV show to facilitate conversations like that. Um, uh, <laughs> what the hell were they talking about? All right. Uh, but the funny thing to me is the audience. Who is that audience that they bring in there? Did you hear at the end? There's a, well, the important thing is that we celebrate Corinne Jean-Pierre. Nobody knows who that is. Nobody who cares who that is. I guess the light comes on. Applaud, applaud, applaud. Because the real message today is about celebrating Corinne Jean-Pierre. Right. Everybody just, everybody in the real world really applauds when there's a new press secretary at the White House. Right? That's the real message of today. And oh, by the way, if they knew anything about Corinne Jean-Pierre, I don't think they'd be happy. Uh, Because she is, uh, well, where's that clip of her again bragging about being a... What's her what's her what's her claim to fame? Oh yeah, she's a black gay immigrant woman. And uh nobody likes her she thinks or at least Trump doesn't like her for that. Go ahead. When I walk around this place, it still gives me chills. It feels like just yesterday when it was packed with more than a million Americans hopeful about our future. The doors to the halls of power were beginning to open up. People like me walked through and for the first time felt like we belonged. The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman. The man in the White House hates everything that I am. She's talking about Trump. She's standing outside the fence looking in, you know, symbolic, right? 
implying that she was chased out because she's a black gay immigrant woman. And Donald Trump hates her because she's a black gay immigrant woman. When I first heard that, I remember, I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. And I found a million pictures of Donald Trump with various black gay immigrant people. I mean, just like it doesn't. That's your thing, Corrine Jean-Pierre. That's the Democrat thing. That's the left wing thing, right? Just think about the gender Think If any normal person had a dinner party, right, had people over, would you be talking about what it's like to be whatever the hell you are, white, black, Asian? Do you really dwell on that? Could it possibly come up? Yes. But is that how you see yourself? I don't think so. I don't think I'm unique in this regard. Although the more they push me around for being white, for being straight, for being Christian, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it becomes more of a thing. Has she really been pushed around for because she's a gay, black, immigrant woman? Did Donald Trump ever make an issue of that? And oh, by the way, hate to tell you there, Corrine, uh, black people worked at the White House long before Barack Obama got there. All right? You can look it up, as they say. Oh, something else, though. I will say this about Corrine Jean-Pierre, and I'm spending entirely too much time because nobody knows who she is or cares, but the mainstream media has been talking about it, and I just got to get this out of the way. She happens to be married to a CNN reporter, Suzanne Malvo, who I think is fantastic, actually, and um, they are a couple. They are married. And that's fine. And people are saying, well, uh, she's not going to be fair. Well, quite frankly, all everybody has conflicts. Everybody has conflicts. It's co- conflict of interest. Period. I had an idea for something called conspicuous, a principle called conspicuous fairness. Anytime you see anybody talking to anybody, you know, especially in the motif of journalism, right? In that milieu, shall we? Uh, there are conflicts, right? person asking the question is thinking a lot of different things. Can this person hurt me? Can this person help me? Can this person, do they have a big social media following? If I antagonize them, will that social media following come after me? If I'm nice to them, will that social media following, you know, will they, will they join me? And can I get followers that way? Does my boss like this person? Does my boss not like this person? All these little factors, right? Can this person hire me someday? Can this person get me fired? Right. And then Finally, finally, they get around to the truth, right? There are a lot of things that go first. The other thing about Corrine Jean-Pierre, oh, yeah, so she's married to Suzanne Malveaux, who works at CNN, even though I haven't seen her on CNN in a very long time, but she still works there. But that's par for the course. Mary, uh, what was her name? Dee Dee Myers. Anybody remember Dee Dee Myers? She was Bill Clinton's first press secretary. Uh, I think she was the first woman to ever have the job. And she was married to a guy named Todd Purdom who wrote for the New York Times. It's just the way it is. How about Carville and Matlin, Mary Matlin, James Carville, right? She's a Republican. He's a Democrat. How are they ever going to get along? Let's make a show about that. Hey, Eric has been on hold for a long time. Yes, Eric in Manhattan. What's up? Hey, Greg. I think, I'm sorry. You're cracking me up. I think, I think we're getting over the same polls. But about the book that's coming out, don't you think it's, gonna, it's like kind of par for the course with Donald Trump? It's like a, another disgruntled person is writing some stuff about Donald Trump that he probably never said, and you wouldn't believe it anyway. And, he, you know, they were terrified of Donald Trump anyway. Like, like I, I think it was the last one was a, the John Bolton book. I mean, it's kind of like it's become a joke at this point. They're going to make the rounds with all the leftist TV shows. Oh, bombshell book coming out, bombshell bestseller. I mean, it's like it's kind of a joke at this point. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I, you, you, you spoke really quick, but I think basically it, it's all a wash. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't go anywhere. These books are not widely read. 
Uh, people are not reading like they used to, and there are a million other things to do. So, you know, a book does not move the needle like it used to. So I don't think it really means much of anything. Um, yeah, I do. But in totality, I think it's an indicator of 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 some stuff that I don't like, by the way. And I hope uh, President Trump, when he gets back in there, changes some things, especially who he hires, who he hires. That's key. Hey, Eric, before we go, uh, where in Manhattan are you? Oh, I'm in up uptown Manhattan. This is my mom always tell, yeah. You're <laughs> like, what? Oh, Inwood, you know, like Dykeman Valley, Inwood. You yeah, know yeah, that yeah, is? yeah. Of course, yeah. way up there. Let me ask you something. When you come down, say, if you had to go to the Empire State Building, would you say, I got to go into the city? Or would you just say, I'm going downtown? How would you say it? Do you ever say you're going into the city from up there? If I was out, well, I'm, well, I'm in Manhattan. So well, that's I'm what I mean. That's what I mean. I've always wondered, though, because, you know, some parts of Inwood, I mean, way, 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 way up there. I wonder if you guys ever look at Midtown as the city. People always think uh, whenever I tell them where I live, they're like, "Oh, so you live in the Bronx?" No, I'm in uptown Manhattan. So, so you're in the Bronx. But yeah, I say I'm going downtown, basically. You know, like, yeah, basically. I think, All right, yeah. you answer my question. <laughs> you guys don't, because it would have been unusual. I look. I grew up in Long Island. I thought everything was the city. It started at the Queens line. You know, that's the city. But my cousins lived in Regal Park. Talked about Manhattan like it was the city. And by the way, anybody who says uptown Manhattan is the Bronx just doesn't know geography very well. Eric, I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, oh, it's time. It's time. Oh, and I've got a textual message that I have to respond to. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Donald Trump is actually better at hurting candidates in a primary than helping them. Yeah. (laughs) Wrong. Every single one of them wrong. And no accountability whatsoever. That's the thing about the, especially TV news. Make a mistake, just plow ahead. Just keep going. Just keep digging that hole. Uh, it looks like I think Dr. Oz is going to win beautifully in Pennsylvania. Things should be great tonight. Hey, uh, where is that rally? I'm worried about the rain. Is it going to rain tonight? It better not rain. I know it's going to rain here tonight and tomorrow. That's uh, I don't mind the rain. I actually love it. It makes me feel cozy. It makes me feel like I can stay inside and not be guilty, feel guilty. What is it with the sunny day? What am I supposed to do? I'm an adult. What am I going to do? Skip around? Play, go to the uh, play on the monkey bars? What am I supposed to do when it's a sunny? Go outside. Then what? Yeah. I like inside. I do. I like indoors. So, you know what was true? You know what was so true? This, June 16th of 2015. It's more true today than it was then, but boy, oh boy, did this make a lot of sense. And it makes even more sense now. Cut 42. Our country is in serious trouble. We don't have victories anymore. We used to have victories, but we don't have them. It's true. We used to have victories, but we don't have them anymore. You know, when I first heard that, I thought, you know what, we have, we have hit a slump. I was in the room when he declared June 16th, 2015. It was like, it felt like we were in the doldrums. We just hadn't done anything cool in a while. I thought right away we hadn't been to the moon since 1972. I mean, what the hell is up with that? And Obama scrapped the mission to get to Mars. Come on, let's do something. Let's get off this planet. Let's do something fun. What's wrong with you guys? Oh, all right. Well, everybody calm down. Now, what the hell's going on? All right, you... uh, all right, wait, what? What's wrong? Is there is there 9-11 happening? What's going on right now? All right, all right. Well, I think that uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Wow. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, is this because I spilled the coffee yesterday? All right. Well, everybody's got to take a big, deep breath. It, it's uh, for the time being, I'm here. Gee whiz. A console. All right. So I spilled a little coffee on the console. Marianne, do you have to have to deal with this crap? <laughs> All the time. What do you do? What do I do? No, I just get blamed for everything. That's all. I'm enjoying my soup, I'll tell you that much. Might be the last bowl of soup I have here. Maybe the last thing I do here. But I'm just going to sit in my chair and I'm going to have my damn soup. Uh I have two things to say to you, two things to talk to you about, if you have time. Maybe. Actually, I got all the time in the world. I got my soup, I got my chair, and I'm hosting my last show. So what's up? And your honey. For your throat. Fire away. Okay. All right. Um, Planned Parenthood, they're saying it's women's health. Gynecologists are for women's health. They also have uh, a special doctor for men's health. My daughter worked for both, for both women's health and men's health. Okay? So that's a lie right there. Planned Parenthood is not women's health. It only deals with aborting babies. And if you know how to make a baby, then you should know how to protect yourself from becoming pregnant before, not after. This is why this is so ridiculous, in my opinion. Second of all, I think you are honing your intuitive skills very well, I think. Because when you slow walked, when you, when you looked at the January 6th and you turned off the volume and you just watched the body language of everybody, yeah, that's what I do. Marianne, I, I, thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. I was very proud of that. I asked my wife, did you see that? So what I did last night, let me see if I have it here. Hold on. So last night we played some clips of CNN uh, hyping the hell out of January 6th. And on January 6th, this is the clip I showed. And it's Jake Tapper, and he's breathless. Now, the thing is, people are just walking around normally. Now, do me a favor, play clip 50 for me. We are watching an attempted sedition. We are watching watching an attempt at a bloodless coup in the United States. Trump supporters stopping the constitutional process, the counting of electors. So then we played it back. Is there another one from? Yeah, we have another one, actually. This is also CNN. Go ahead. Cut 51. This is basically taking over, storming the Capitol. It's anarchy. It really is anarchy. And the president has encouraged this time and time again. And they are stopping the constitutional peaceful transfer of power. So... What we did, we played those clips, we played the video, turned off those eggheads, and it looked totally normal, totally placid. Right, Marianne? I'm so pleased that you watched that and you noticed it. I thought it was very powerful and it made a lot of sense. May not have come across that way on the radio, 
But thank you, Marianne. Thank you very much. Stay watching. I appreciate it so much. Be right back. You're listening to The Great Kelly Show. All right. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And um, you were wrong, and you were wrong, and you were wrong. But I was a little bit wrong, too. Uh, Dan Herschel, the engineer, thank you very much for making all this stuff possible. Yes, I spilled coffee on the console yesterday, and it blew a fuse. And uh, But it looks fine to me right now. This is the same one, right? They didn't replace it or anything. Well, now they got this no liquids policy. You know what I mean? Oh, they did replace <laughs> it. looks just like the old how much, you know? It's $10,000. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy, I really did it this time. How could this thing be $10,000? Don't we go Radio Shack? You can make it yourself. I got, it's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. All right, it's got a lot of buttons. And it's got a digital clock on it. Who told you it's $10,000? All right. Well, I'm sorry. I spilled it. It was a. I didn't. It's not like I said, "Hey, watch this. I'm going to break it." I spilled coffee on it anyway. Uh, Ten thousand dollars later. Imagine this. They won't let me bring in any of my food and drink anymore. Acting like this is uh, the Four Seasons. Uh, uh, this is a, a, a nuclear engineering hub. It's important. This stuff is sensitive, and I did spill water on it or coffee on it, and I brought in soup today. I wasn't going to spill it. I could go five years without spilling anything. That's the first time in a year and a half. So that's the that's it. No more coffee. You can't have a drink as you're on the radio. It's too delicate. I used to smoke cigarettes in the, in the fighter jets. You're telling me I can't do this? I can't have a glass of water in here anymore? I don't know. I'm sorry to Dan because I got a little bit hot, but that sounds a little bit much. And by the way, $10,000, if you spread it out over, well, that's still a lot of money. But we got another one right over there. We got another one right over there. Why We don't need two. No wonder why people are looking at me a little bit different this morning. Yikes. All right. Sorry about that. Whatever. Uh, what are you going to do? Um, what, what are you guys going to do to me? All right. uh, 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 you know. Steve, you've been on hold for a long time. What's up? Hey, Greg. Hey. That was no big deal until you spilled coffee behind a throttle quadrant and a jet, and you'd get memos. You'd never hear the end of it. But uh, <laughs> it was just a big deal. But, hey, love your show. Uh, love the religious connotation you put out on occasion. I think it's sorely missing in our society. Uh, if I'm wrong, I think you flew A8 Harriers. Is that correct? AV8B Harriers. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good man. It's a cool airplane. Two questions. What was the mechanical reliability of that thing? And did you ever do that cool thing like I think the British did with that little short ramp? Did you ever uh, do that and exercise with those guys? Uh, no, I never did take off uh, off of a ramp. Uh, they have these, oh, I forgot what they call them, but uh, they have these carriers with ramps at the end. And it's, uh, it's great for getting airborne. No, I took off of the old-fashioned uh, ships in America, which don't have a ramp. They're flat-decked. Uh, now I did do something cool. The Brits do it as well, but, but number one, that's pretty cool in and of itself, but there was no ramp. I've landed in the woods in a little cutout in the woods. I've take, I've, uh, I took off vertically from the woods. I've, 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 I've done all, everything you can do in that jet I've done except take off, uh, 
on the uh, ramp deck of a British carrier. What was the other question? Oh, the reliability. Uh, what, what was the, yeah, because I always wonder with stuff like that and the mechanical roller, it's kind of old technology. I fly with a lot of guys that fly some neat stuff, and they all share their experiences. I never knew a guy that flew an A8. So what was the mechanical reliability of that thing? It, was it down a lot? Yeah. Reputationally, it wasn't. Uh, it was. It's a high-maintenance plane. And one of the problems is when you replace the engine, you have to take off the entire wing. And that is a, a multi-day affair. Usually with an F-18, you can just slide one engine out and put another engine in. Uh, when you take off the whole wing, that gets very complicated. It was also susceptible to uh, foreign object debris, like a little pebble or something. If it went down the engine, it could uh, really mess things up. Uh, there, and it's only had one engine. You know, it, it's, it's not a multi-engine airplane. So, yeah, it was a little bit high maintenance, but still a, a real joy to fly. Let me just ask you this, Steve. Why the interest in aviation? I appreciate that, though. I fly, I fly for a living. I grew up with this stuff. I've been in the major airlines for 32 years and flown a lot of different stuff and uh, a couple of years left just kind of hanging around doing it to the I, end I know 65. You, you guys can't talk about the airline you fly on so i won't ask you that but can you tell me uh the type of plane you fly 737 very cool the 737 so you fly domestically a lot right uh, yeah, I do domestic for the most part um you, it's you, a great airplane i i was on the 80 for 15 years and 10,000 hours in both seats. It was a great airplane, uh, seven twos. But the 7.3, performance-wise, uh, with the fan over the old JT-8s and its braking ability, it's it's an incredible airplane. And the maintenance on them is fantastic. So, yeah, when you buckle one of those things on, and, and uh, the main, like I said, the maintenance is yeah. great on them. Let so me ask you this. wonderful airplane. You're the captain, right? Yep. What's the passenger situation like? Are they getting more unruly, or is it just because we have cameras everywhere and it seems like there are more unruly passengers? Uh, look, I don't get a lot of it. Uh, I, I think a lot of it depends on what's going on and how you take it in if you want to get wrapped around the axle with it. But most stuff you can diffuse. Um, it goes on out there, and it's just a lot of things are just cultural anymore. But um, I don't get a lot of it personally yeah but, uh, good 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 everybody seems to be at each other's throats you know and yeah. uh everyone wants to blow their top you got to just let some things slide um and let me just ask you this uh what is have you ever what's the what's the closest you ever came when's the last time you were genuinely nervous in the aircraft let me ask you that when's the last time you were genu- genuinely nervous about something happening Oh, in, in that regard, to yeah. passenger conduct? No, no, just no, just anything, anything, anything in the plane, you know. I, I don't, I, I'd be honest with you, I, I got a lot of confidence in it, in, in, the, in the whole crew, from the flight attendants, the first officer, the maintenance and everything else. Um, I'll tell you what, your best friend is fuel, and if, uh, you know, there's a pretty good spread between plan takeoff weight and max allowable, depending on where you're going out, you got gas on that guy and a cup of coffee and everything's working, I don't get too concerned about it because there's always a plan B. Yeah. You guys are awesome, really. It's amazing what we can do. And you think 100 years ago we couldn't do that. Uh, you know, this is a great time to be alive. You know, we're always uh, looking at the looking at the negatives. I mean, think you can get on a jet for not too much money 
and take you to another city, another country, where before it took months and months and months to get there. This is a pretty beautiful time. Hey, Joe, I appreciate the call. I mean, I'm sorry, Steve, thank you. See you, pal. Uh, You know what I mean about that? It's true. We can just, uh, life is better than we realize. And the other guy the other day was trying to tell me that the world is coming to an end. And I was like, I don't think so, man. I know things look kind of bleak right now, but it's... uh, no, we're far better off than we used to be. Not very long ago, things were things were a lot worse. All right, so I did that little vignette. Can I do this for you? Uh, no, I don't care about this, Nina. Oh, this is kind of funny. Andrew Cuomo committing sexual harassment. You want to hear? You want to hear from survivor number 11? This is sexual harassment, according to Attorney General, what's her name again? Tisha James. Former gubernatorial candidate, here it is, Andrew Cuomo harassing someone sexually. Cut 40. Where? Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. You make that gown look good? You realize that she's one of the survivors? She's one of the 11 survivors. Of She's one of the women who bravely came forward to complain about Governor Cuomo. One more time. This is no kidding. This is in the report. You're about to hear sexual harassment. This is official sexual harassment. What was happening? Cuomo was, uh, well, he was getting a COVID test in front of the cameras, of course. Too much with the cameras, right? One more time. Where? Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. You make that gown look good. So, obviously, that's not sexual harassment. Obviously, posing with a girl who very much wants to be in the picture, that's not sexual harassment. That entire case was a joke, but it was also a threat. And you know who the target was of that threat? Joe Biden, because everybody has seen him from little girls to old ladies, smell, grope, touch, fondle, you name it. Joe has done it, and we've all seen it. If they can get Cuomo on this and I personally where nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. They can get Biden on genuine, inappropriate, physical touching of strangers. And by the way, you know how he uh, had that little dust up with his dog. Remember, he, he, he was playing with the dog and grabbed the dog's tail. I mean, he grabbed the dog's tail. That's why he said he fell because he grabbed the dog's tail. If Joe Biden will touch women he does not know the way he does, what would he do with a dog that he owns? It does kind of make you wonder. So I do believe, actually, there's something going on here. Joe Biden is owned by the left. How do they keep him in line? A couple of things. Number one, Hunter. They could pull the trigger on Hunter, and they could pull the trigger on Joe by unleashing all those women. Having all those women come forward, they would in a heartbeat if they were so instructed. I mean, Joe Biden was always a centrist. At one point, he was uh, anti-abortion, believe it or not. Now he's a total woke lefty maniac. And he puts people like this in charge of uh, climate policy. Are you ready for this? Uh, Cut 41. Gina McCarthy. This is the White House National Climate Advisor. Cut 41. We have solutions that can deliver. We're we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances, just like you asked. We are developing partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who'd have thunk that they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. 
Hey, better be out of here. What? She's telling airlines what to do? Very, very. Why? Joe is owned. Does it make sense? Does it make sense to you? Uh, Friday phones. John in Long Beach. Hi. How you doing, Greg? Good. Uh, I want to just go back to uh, the, the new press secretary uh, talking about, you know, how uh, awful, you know, she's being treated uh, being an American. I, I just want to say, wait a second, let's go back to Haiti. Uh, how do they treat uh, gay women there? And how about a lot of countries in uh, Africa and the Caribbean, all these gay, anti-gay laws? You know, when you find come to America, we welcome we welcome the gay people. So this whole argument is is full of crap. I, I just I find it really offensive when we constantly are told that America is this terrible country, while we, there's countries all over the world that are doing these terrible things, namely where she came from. I don't know personally where she came from, but and I don't know what the policy is in Haiti regarding uh, gay people, but I do know that yes, gay behavior is actually criminalized in like 60 or 70 countries throughout the world. It's one thing that Trump administration, one of the many things that they worked on very aggressively to correct uh, Rick Grinnell, the national director of intelligence, the first openly gay cabinet member ever, I believe, uh, was uh, spearheading that effort to get these countries to decriminalize, uh, you know, components of human sexuality. It's nothing like that. You're right. They paint it as negatively as possible, or they, it's not as possible. They they create a fake image of America to appease, I don't know, they like playing the victim or whatever. Can I hear that again from the new press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre? Listen to her. This is how much she loves being a victim. Go ahead. When I walk around this place, it still gives me chills. It feels like just yesterday when it was packed with more than a million Americans hopeful about our future. The doors to the halls of power were beginning to open up. People like me walked through and for the first time felt like we belonged. The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman. Liar. Now, how the hell? Where does she get off saying that? And then as I showed you on Newsmax last night, I showed 50,000 pictures of of Trump hanging out with various black gay people, some of them immigrants. John, you're totally right. Anything else, pal? What's it like down there in Long Beach? Hey, let me ask you something about Long Beach. I mean, it's like it's like a half mile from the Queens border. Why does it take me like two hours to get there? Why does the railroad take so long to get to Long Beach from the city? Uh, I'm telling you, and not only the railroad, also just driving, everything. It's just, uh, it, it feels like the next borough of New York City. It's so well, yeah, like, like like another Staten Island. It's so, I, I, I don't understand because it's geographically, as the crow flies, I mean, it's like right there. I mean, but it's just the hardest place to get to, whether you're driving or taking the train. I can never figure that out. Do you have any idea why? Uh <laughs> I just man, it's a it's a beautiful place. I guess a lot of people want to go there. I'm not talking about the traffic. I'm talking even without traffic. Like getting there is just, I don't know. I can't. Yeah. It's just no, no, it's too I much. Do. Yeah, thank you. But it, it, the train, especially the train. I'm looking at it right now on the map. It is like it's like two miles from Kennedy Airport. It's closer to the city than Garden City, but it takes about a half hour longer to get there on the train. Dino in Queens. Yes. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Good. Let me shut you up on the radio. Hold on. I want to get you on. 
Greg, you're yes. a great guy, and your father, he's a mon- monumental figure. Thank you. What I, you're welcome. I don't know if you know, but they're terminating police officers because they did not take the shot. Did you know that? Yeah, I know about that. I think they're they're calling it something else. It's not necessarily termination. It's like a voluntary retirement or something like that. They're not technically getting fired, right? You tell me, Dino. What's I up? I have family members that are lieutenants and sergeants, and they called me yesterday and they said they're actually terminating it without nobody knowing. They're terminating you. And now I this is what I the information I got. And needless to say. I did almost seven years. I'm a felon, but I'm a proponent for the police department. Wait a second. You did seven years in jail? Yeah. What'd you do wrong? What's well, I got for conspiracy. I did seven years as a felon. Conspire? What did you conspire to do? Uh, sell and uh, distribute drugs. Holy cow. At the federal level? Yeah. I was in a, You're lucky I you only got seven years. Conspiracy to sell yeah. drugs, man. Right. Well, they were giving me 20, but I had a great lawyer and the judge. She was a phenomenal woman. Where was the, uh, oh, man, when when did you get out? Uh, 2013 of June 2013. And uh, you've been clean since, right? I wouldn't, if there's a suitcase with a million dollars on the corner, somebody says, pick it up, half of it is yours, you're, I'm calling on you, because those are the guys that get you in trouble. What, wow, Listen, what, what do you do now? Play baseball. I made one strike. I didn't need two more. I, I, I got locked up at 40, at 45, 46 years old. The judge, her name was Allie Ross, a fantastic woman. Fantastic Not many woman. guys who go to jail really like the, the judge. That's fantastic. That's an amazing story. Yeah, she's a fantastic woman. Her name is Allie Ross, and I tell you something, I think of her every day of my life. She could have gave me 20 years easy, and and I blew trial because I fought them. <clears throat> I did, yeah, seven out of uh, nine, almost eight, eight and change. I did seven with good time, but I am a proponent. You know, it's funny. I'm the black sheep of the family. My my sister's kids are all cops. Uh, they're a little scared to talk to me, but it's okay. <laughs> and I I grew up in I grew up in the in the one ten precinct. It was a wonderful precinct. I did twenty seven years as a civilian. I had a big towing company called Dino's Towing. All right, Dino, Everybody listen, Dino. I do want to talk. Do me a favor. Hold on. Don't go. I got to talk to you about something. And uh, we'll be back in a moment. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, listen to this. Uh, Big, big, big explosion in Havana, Cuba. Uh, A powerful explosion rocked a five-star hotel in the center of Havana on Friday morning, killing at least eight people. Did you hear about this yet? And sending survivors scrambling for safety. At least 30 people were injured. Uh, A Twitter account for the Cuban presidency reported a liquefied gas explosion as the possible cause for the deadly incident, but further details were not released. Man, I'm looking at it. This this place is in uh, ruins. Uh, Well, actually, the lower half of it, it's like a building. It looks like it's a little over 100 years old. um, And the lower facade of the building, like half the building is totally gone. You can see the... You know, the rooms and stuff, but the outside of the building is gone. There's a lot of smoke. I've never been to Cuba, um, and I have no intention of going, actually. Uh, 
But that's bad news. Sorry to hear that. Anything else? Oh, gosh, look at this. A cab is totally crushed. Hey, who's in charge of Cuba? Is it Raul Castro? Is it Raul still? Um, I know Fidel died a few years ago. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's too bad. Uh, also, we have this uh, 148th run for the, oh, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. It's another excuse to drink those mint juleps, right? People make a, have parties and stuff like that. It's not my thing, never has been. By the way, um, I haven't mentioned this in a while. I don't drink, as you may know or not know. I decided to stop drinking November 11th, 2017. So it's been almost five years. I had a few drinks the night before I got married. Uh, No crazy bachelor party or anything like that. And I had been drinking more and more and more. And I just felt so awful the next day. I didn't feel normal until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I had to get married at 3. And I was, like, really worried. Am I going to be able to, you know. And I was. And then I just kind of took stock. And, you know, has anything ever been made better with alcohol? And the answer is no. Never, I think, in the history of anything has alcohol enhanced or made better. So walking away from that stuff. And I also was told this, that. Your head is like a bunch of chips. you got pleasure chips, and you only get so many pleasure chips a day. And if you drink too much, you go into the next day's supply. And that's why you sometimes feel anxious uh, the day after. All right, uh, real quick, Art is in Staten Island. Yes, Art. Hey, hey, Greg, how are you? Uh, Going back to you talking about about sinking Russian ships, did you know what just happened again the other day? What? What, today? Uh, Ukrainians, they hit another Russian ship, a frigate, with uh, another missile. It really concerns. It's, it's concerning, and I'll tell you why. Uh, there's been four, throughout history. There's been false flag incidents where leaders with you know failing governments or leaders want to get over the way they make themselves popular to start a war. And I'm really concerned that Biden might be that stupid to go to Russians into into some kind of physical confrontation. Art. I mean, Art. Consider- Art. You know, a year ago, I would have said that's crazy. Right now, I uh, I think you're onto something, and it's very concerning. You're not, I, I'm not dismissing what you say whatsoever. Hey, listen, guys, I'm sorry for the rest of the calls. Mary Beth, Asher, Joe, DJ, uh, uh, Ernest, Rachel, Kim. Ay, ay, ay. We'll we'll do this again next week. I will be on tonight. The Newsmax station will be carrying the Trump rally. Hopefully, it comes off. We're worried about the rain. Donald Trump will be with Dr. Oz, who we recently endorsed in Pennsylvania. Should be awesome. And uh, my show should be pretty good, too. Starts at 7. I'll see you then.